Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Score North and scorenorth.com. Sometimes as a head coach, you look out, team meetings, you look out before the game, you just kind of feel it from one of your players. All right? You just kind of feel it. And I felt that way about this guy really dating back to last night after I talked to the team. All right? Ten tackle. All right? A fumble return for a touchdown. And an absolute gotta have it. Make it happen. Like it matters more than anything. Jordan Let's ride. Get the flag. Get the oh, flag. Oh, there, there you it's go. a victory Monday. No. I forgot my shirt. The flag's at home. I'm, I'm sorry to inform you. I'm sorry to inform you that because I've been... I completely forgot it. It's victory Monday. Yeah, victory Monday. Yeah. What's wrong with you? They're taking a day hey. off. Oh, you didn't forget your uh, forget. your NASCAR gear today here, Mr. No, I got my trip, Mr. Yeah, Surly, Karuba coffee. <laughs> no, no. Dude, I you, used to this. you dressed up like a NASCAR. You couldn't bring a victory <laughs> Monday flag. I forgot about it. I completely forgot. In fact, I went back into the house this morning to get some stuff I forgot, and I still forgot the flag. I'm I, I'm so pissed. I forgot my victory Monday shirt. Oh, don't be don't be pissed at yourself. It's okay. Not the I'm worst. Not used to this. It's not the worst <laughs> oversight you've ever made or me. The only one with a victory. Yeah, well, you, you got to carry it for us. I, I promise. If, I promise. If they beat San Francisco a week from tonight, I will have the flag with me. Victory Tuesday. Victory, well, victory Tuesday, Tuesday. Yes, like, exactly right. Yeah. You can get your uh, shameless plug Victory Monday swag, Purple Daily swag at scorenorth.com slash shop. This is Purple Daily presented by Quick Trip Daily Vikings Entertainment, where we just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. And mathematically, your better chance to do that at two and four. Yeah. Then at one and five. So today's show is uh, full of, I think, probably vitriol from all of us in some ways. But we're going to also do a pie chart of praise. As one Ventline guest put it yesterday, that game was awful for everybody involved. If you want the Vikings to to win games and go on a run, it didn't really prove anything to you yesterday that they're like a contender. If you want them to tank or lose games for draft positioning, obviously it was not good for you. Uh, we've got our hottest Vikings takes. We've got a pie chart of praise from Declan. We've got our nitpicks. And uh, let's shout out a couple friends here before we dive in. AG1, gentlemen. So I uh, had a listener on Ventline hold up yeah. his little AG1 container yesterday. About six years ago, I discovered AG1 products. And it's like nutritional insurance to start your day. And by nutritional insurance, I mean maybe you're not great at getting all the nutrients you need naturally from food. You're busy or whatever excuse, you know. It's just life happens. And um, AG1 steps in with 75 high-quality ingredients in one scoop mixed with your water in the morning or in the afternoon. It can be the first thing you drink. Maybe it's a middle-of-the-day type of a thing. Helps with my brain fog, helps with my energy levels, and helps with my gut health as well. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, AG1 is giving you a free free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs. 
with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash purpledaily. That's drinkag1.com slash purpledaily. All right. Hottest Vikings takes. Anything else from you guys before we dive in here? Any other? No, let's like, get to it. Okay. Yes, absolutely. Let's get to it. All right. We kind of we kind of agreed yesterday that that I would Declan's doing the pie in the next segment, so I will start with my hottest Vikings take. And I just want to put a warning out. Okay. Uh oh. I've tried. I've tried to be like. I feel like the last couple of years, I know people kind of frame us and frame me as like the cousins haters. You never praise cousins like that's hogwash. We tell it like it is on both sides. That's sort of what we pride ourselves on in this show. We don't have an agenda against anybody. If we see something that we have an opinion on, we don't sit here and like manufacture opinions like some of these national shows. We just say what's on our mind on this show, right? I do want to warn the Cousins Crusaders. If you are a huge Kirk Cousins fan, what I'm about to say is going to be wildly triggering for you. Okay. okay? All right. So I just want to start there. It's up to you if you want to continue. I will pause for five seconds. If you feel like this is going to be too triggering, you can step away. You can go consume something else. Okay. Turn the volume down. All right. Here's my hottest Vikings take. Kirk Cousins fraudulence as a franchise quarterback and as a competitor was on full display, not only on Sunday, but also on Saturday this weekend. The whole weekend. Mm -hmm. Let's start with Saturday. Adam Schefter reported Kirk Cousins will not waive his no trade clause if it comes to the Vikings officially asking between now and the October 31st NFL trade deadline. Per Shefty, per my sources, Vikings quarterback Kirk Cousins is expected to remain in Minnesota this season and will not look to waive the no trade clause in his contract. League sources told ESPN. No quarterback has been mentioned in speculative trades this season more than Cousins, but short of a contending team with a familiar offense losing its starting quarterback, Cousins will finish the season with the Vikings. So what we learned is what we probably, we kind of speculated on this, that let's say the Vikings get drubbed by the Niners, and then they like lose on a short week on the road at Green Bay, and now it's actually over. Now you're 2-6, and six, trade deadline's coming up. Vikings go to Kirk Cousins and say, hey man, like... We haven't reached a contract agreement with you. We're we're going to move in a different direction. Um, can you please waive your no trade clause? He would apparently rather stay comfortable and play out the season on a non playoff team, mm-hmm. a lame duck contract year, keep his value. Because if you go somewhere else and it's pressure packed and you fall on your face, right? I know it's hard. Learning a new system, it's not easy. No one's saying it's easy, but he'd rather stay comfortable than jump into a pressure-filled situation. We learned that on Saturday. All right. Do you want to react to that, or should I just say all the all the just stuff? Say, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, all stuff? no. Okay. Okay. Let's get the okay. whole. Because the second, the second, out. the second piece of fraudulence came on Sunday. The thing we learned about Kirk Cousins on Sunday is when you take away his star receiver, we found out he can't carry the offense against the worst passing defense in the NFC. Again, the Bears are the worst passing defense in the NFC. The Vikings season was on the line in this game, right? If you lose this game, there is no hope for the playoffs. There's barely a sliver of hope because you won the game, right? Second half, zero passing first downs against that defense. Five yards per pass attempt. He checked down seven times to Alexander Madison in this game, and he went full blue screen of death twice. One was a turnover. The other one should have been a turnover. They got lucky on the review. This is a Bears defense that was shredded by Jordan Love and by Baker Mayfield. And I get people are saying, well, Justin Jefferson's out. What is he supposed to do, right? Okay, well, Jared Goff was without Amon Ross St. Brown last week. He had the best game of the season for him without his best weapon. Tua scored 70 points in a game without Jalen Waddell. And then last year, Patrick Mahomes. Let's take Tyreek Hill off your team. Let's take literally one of the best weapons in 10 years in the NFL off your team. What happens to Patrick Mahomes? He leads the NFL in touchdowns, yards, QBR, and he won the Super Bowl. So this weekend we found out, number one, Kirk would rather stay comfortable and just ride it out without going to a contender, without jumping into the fire, right? Just I just want to stay comfortable, based on Schefter's report. And number two, when you take away his star receiver and say, man, we really need something from you here, especially against the worst pass defense in the NFL. 
he can't carry the offense. And they needed a Division II undrafted free agent rookie backup quarterback to throw an end-over-end duck to save them at the end of the game. That's my hottest Vikings take. The fraudulence of Kirk as a franchise quarterback and as a competitor was on full display all weekend. All right, there's a lot to unpack there. Um, you you forgot the fact that in the post-game press conference, the head coach went out of his way to talk about how well Kirk had played and how the offense had let Kirk down, basically. So so we're right back to also trying to pump Kirk's tires. Um, the Saturday stuff, I think we've been speculating about it. And look, the Cousins trade stuff's fun. Like, I'm not going to refuse to, to talk about that because it's great reckless speculation. But we've alluded, I mean, hell for years now to the fact that he wants complete control. Like when he agreed um, to the contract he's currently under right now with a season left, he got the no trade clause put in so he could use it. Like this is how Kirk, uh, this is why he is one of the greatest uh, quarterbacks of all time when it comes to negotiating. Like he, he wants full control. That's the most important thing. As I keep saying, Kirk has already won his Super Bowl. People don't get that. The Super Bowl of negotiation is over. Kirk Cousins is he a three? Is he a three-time contractual Super Bowl champion? He's got the Lombardi on on the weird spaceship thing with Jim Nance. He's a winner. I'm going to Disneyland. He's a winner. But as far as the game itself goes, did you hear his response to about throwing the pass backwards and how he thought he was throwing it forwards and 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 I you know it's it's this. One that turned into a fumble that looked like a pass, okay? There he's getting pressure, and it's it's uh, not a great play, but, like, I can – I've seen this before. The backwards well, yeah, pass it thing – It doesn't have to happen. No, but one I, of these plays has to happen. No, but I'm saying the backwards pass is inexplicable. Like, if a rookie did that – and Kirk's done that twice now because back in, I think it was 2018, when he did the same exact thing with Latavius Murray in Seattle – it's an inexplicable play that yeah. if he was a rookie, you'd get pissed off. Yep. So, unfortunately, I don't think we're seeing anything from Kirk that surprises me. I thought that with O'Connell here, it would help a lot more. And it feels like it's very much reverting back to where th- things were, including down to this. As Kevin Seifert, our friend from ESPN, pointed out on Twitter last night, Kirk's two worst games have come in the Vikings' two wins. Which is yeah, it's 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 interesting that like the other the other pieces have the other players have to sort of pick up the pieces and you know it, it's another just to zoom out here real quick and then we'll get to your guys' hot takes. So this is now the sixth year where we've sat here and we've been wringing our hands as a fan base as media over why is the Vikings' offense not quite as good as it probably should be? Why is it inconsistent? Why does it disappear? You know, it just. For six years, it's felt like, you know, there's just, it feels like there's another level here. Why aren't they getting to it? And they can swap out the coach. They can swap out the coordinators. They can swap out offensive line, weapons, digs gone, Jefferson in, Thielen gone, Addison in, Rudolph over to, over to, um, what's his name? TJ Hawkinson. Like we can, we're sitting here, the Vikings six years ago paid for filet mignon. They've continued to pay for filet mignon. Now, they took part of that filet mignon cost and shoved it into a void year in 2024 for the people who are like, it's cap numbers low. Yeah, Yeah, because they shoved a bunch of it into 2024, right? Yep. They've been paying for filet mignon for six years. And we sit here for six years, the general Vikings media and fan base, and nitpick the side dishes, right? Like, I don't know, that asparagus looks a little soft. Are those potatoes a little overcooked? I don't know. It's like, no, it's not a filet. Well, that's the problem. But the issue- as one of as one as one of the vent liners point out, it's an overcooked, overseasoned chicken breast. But you're paying for fillet every single year for six years. And the biggest problem with this entire discussion is it does not it doesn't matter if you're a Kirk Stan, if you're not. The reality is this: the Minnesota Vikings are as afraid as a large portion of their fan base that they can't do better. That's the biggest problem. So they're literally the team is literally saying. Well, yeah, but I mean, he's pretty good. He's not bad. Well, why is Kevin O'Connell talking about the fact, well, we dropped passes yesterday and that, you know, we got to, and yes, that's a problem. But he never once mentioned the backwards pass. 
Dude, every quarterback deals with drops. Every quarterback deals with pressure. We we act like the things that are just natural for all quarterbacks to deal with in the National Football League. Oh my God, he's being pressured. Oh my God, there's a drop. Like there's a couple of drops in a game. We act like that's unique to one guy. And what? And and again, I see a bunch of people in the comments. Oh, there it is. You're saying everything is Kirk's fault. No, I'm saying, forget about like divvying up a pie chart of blame all the time. Let's divvy up a pie chart of solutions. I need Kirk to be a much bigger slice of the pie chart of solutions yeah. than he has been this year and yeah. than he has been for the majority of six years. It caught it causes me great consternation. This morning, my biggest concern is this. Why does the head coach have Kirk Holmes syndrome? That's what causes me the, the biggest concern. Like, dude, you can't have don't fall into Kirk Holmes syndrome. Yeah. Like again, yeah. well, I mean, we gotta do better for Kirk. No, actually the entire team Dude. For ten the entire years, God, for ten years, everyone's everyone around Kirk's got to be better. Every, everything else is garbage. Everyone else, everything else, right? You like that? Three, one, two, three. All right, All right. this is going to dovetail in perfectly to what you said, but this is a solution to the problem. My hottest take is this: Quasi Adolfo Mensa and the Vikings front office needs to treat Sunday's win as if it was a loss. Ooh. In their minds, as they go, and you know what? For Kevin O'Connell and for the locker room, you guys enjoy it. If you can, if you can stomach that piece of garbage, you enjoy it. But if you are the Vikings, any plan that you had on Saturday, if your team dropped to one and five, should be intact today. Because there is no reason to watch that game. And by the way, your two wins have come against two combined teams that have a combined, that have a one win between them the Panthers, and the Bears. There is no reason to see anything that happened on Sunday as anything other than a blip. And so I'm going to assume that that the uh, report by Diana Rossini of The Athletic on Saturday was accurate, that the Vikings are getting calls and having discussions about, as the uh, October 31st trade deadline approaches, Daniil Hunter, Harrison Smith, K.J. Osborne. And I'm just going to assume Kirk is going as much fun as the conversation is nowhere, okay? But yeah, he's not. But if yesterday changed anything that Quazy thinks or his um, thought process of, of, you know, oh, well, we won. So, so hey, um, hey, Falcons, sorry, but we won yesterday. It's idiotic. Treat it as if you lost. Don't necessarily tell the players. You don't even have to tell O'Connell. But you need to treat this as if you are one in five. Because the long-term future health of this team and getting to a before-we-die Super Bowl championship is going to hinge in a very important part on what is currently transpiring. And if you take solace in a win against a terrible team, in which, by the way, you probably had more faults than good things, you are are, uh, committing football malpractice. Treat this as if you lost and move forward with any moves that you were going to make. Don't let a win over an awful team that at the end of the day was playing a division two quarterback sway your opinion. Don't you think though, no matter what, they're gonna let the 49ers game pass through first? So it's like I, I agree with you in that it definitely felt like a loss. It was a win, and now they're not. They're probably not making a significant trade this week, anyways. But it kind of because they won, they're probably going to get to the 49ers game and see. Well, you know, they are beatable. The Browns beat them. It's a home game. Got an extra day to prepare. So do they, by the way. And then, and then see what happens. I mean, if they this is the thing. Like if they beat the 49ers, then nobody's getting traded. Mm-hmm. I think that. I don't disagree with what you just said. I think that is a terrible mistake because this team, whether they beat San Francisco or not, is going nowhere. But if they beat San Francisco, they will think, mission accomplished. We're back on track. We just beat the best team in the NFL. We're one game under 500. And, Let's go. Let's and, roll. And Look I would love, schedule. and Here I would, and, and I'm, I'm sure that they watch this show. So, Quazy, listen to me and listen to me closely. Don't be, it's fool's gold. It's fool's gold. This is not, anywhere near a complete enough or good enough team. And here's the thing. You've got the opportunity of a lifetime here. 
Do you know what Daniil Hunter could potentially get you right now? So, so let's think long term. Let's paint with a very broad brush of the future in mind. Uh, because I don't disagree, Phil, but the reality is, so far, you have two wins against two teams with one combined win. And second of all, I have seen nothing that leads me to believe that, oh, man, if this team gets back, oh, if they get back on track, we all want a championship, right? You have the opportunity. You are right now, you are building You are building the potential like you're at the ground floor. And this is an opportunity to basically start on, on the ground floor and put in the building blocks of your future. And if you pass it up to chase God knows what, because I don't think you're going to make the playoffs, but God knows what, then you were not the right person to hire as GM of this team. In, in, wow. I mean, that's like a that's like a second hot take layered in it a is, hot yeah, take. And I'm good. here for it. But the other thing, too, is look at the Lions, man. The Lions, again, a little two-touchdown win. I apologize. That's a legit I'm football sorry, team. I'm sorry. They're, they're one good. of the. They, they, they might are. be the third yeah, best team in the NFC right now, yeah. or maybe even better than that. And your path through yeah. to yeah. the playoffs runs through that Detroit team toward the end of the year too. So this is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad. Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. All right, Declan, Okay, what's your hottest Vikings take? All right, my hottest Vikings take. I had a couple options here. Uh, I ended up going with this one. I, I I sometimes like to write down a few things even before the game. I think I was telling Phil this at Park Tavern. I'll even come up with the take. I'll put the bones of it even before the game starts. Because then if it comes to fruition, I feel like a genius inside. Mm. Um, and one of those things happened yesterday. But I'm actually going to bank that take. Because actually that tank's got a little bit of a shelf life to it still. So instead, I'm going to go with this one. So here's my hot take. Every Minnesota Vikings fan should be thankful for kicker Greg Joseph. They should be thankful. They should be lucky to have him. Okay, I'm going to need a little more here because you he got was it. garbage yesterday. Oh, that's interesting because of all the things that have gone wrong for the 2023 Vikings, Greg Joseph was the one thing that has gone right. And in a sloppy game, your kicker nailed not one but two kicks from 50-plus yards. You have an offense that only had 12 first downs, 220 yards, 174 yards passing, 2 of 13 on third downs, 25 minutes of possession time, and it was your kicker that bailed you out with points. And Greg DeLeg did that. Extra point, not his fault. And if you, t- if I told you going into this game, if I told you going into this game, Greg Joseph is going to start with two 50-yard bombs to get you on the board. You take that every time. Greg Joseph has been called out a ton over the last few years, but when they needed him yesterday... He delivered. They're back in the win column. Greg Joseph, you should be lucky to have him. He hit two massive kicks for you in a very sloppy game against the Bears. You should be thankful to have your kicker, Greg Joseph. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Like setting the tone, the offense sort of stalls out early and and Greg bails him out to put him in front. You know, he's not going to make every 50-yarder, but uh, to, to, to make a couple early, okay. Which I've been questioning. You, you, you've, you've been wanting him to he, do it. He, no, he doesn't make 50 yarders. And, that's not a question. And he made two massive ones yesterday. So, so we're praising Greg Joseph for doing We've lowered the bar now. I'm with that. I'm, I'm okay with this hot take, by the way. But we. But look at what's happening here is because of Greg Joseph having a terrible season last year, lowest percentage from 50 and beyond, lowest percentage extra points, mm-hmm. we are now praising him for hitting a lower bar. That's what we're doing here. He made he did his job a little bit yesterday, so nice job. And he was actually I don't think he missed any in the first five games, right? Those were his yeah, first. Was, those were his first misses of the season. Of a PAT and a yep. field goal. Okay. That's perfect going okay. into the game. Is having a good year? Judd looks like he's still processing this hot take. He looks befuddled. I feel like it's um, I don't know. I mean, yeah, it was it it was such a like this season is so there's so many elements here. I don't know if I care about the kicker at this point in time. Oh, well, he got you a win. That's good. He he listen, he put the Vikings up early when yeah. they otherwise maybe would have like 
had to punt or something, right? At the end of that, the, the first drive would, that stalled, like you early, would have like, been happier if he missed those kicks, wouldn't have you? Then no, I, that's I, what he's trying to process. I get, no, yeah. I got no, 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 no. I got my write that down point, and I got it twice. <laughs> I don't care about that. I mean, yep, that's, that's all I care that, about. That, that, no, I, I don't care if he makes it or not. Like like this season, I I cared last year because it was a thirteen win season, and it felt like a team that had some juice. If your team has no juice, the kicker to me, yeah, you don't want him to miss. But, like, it's such a small thing right now. The 49ers um, are trying to figure out, like, the kicker is the last piece to their puzzle. And he, and he missed. missed the 41-yard yeah, game right. winner. It's like, right. and, and if this had been, and if this had been the Vikings a year ago and th- th- that game either uh, won the game or lost him a game, then, yeah, I think it's a big deal. It's a huge deal. But, yeah, this is, uh, I don't know, this team's got lots of problems. Lots yeah. of problems, including I, I including get, the head coach going backwards as far as his in-game management, but that's a whole other topic. Yeah, there's a lot to dissect here. Okay, you know what, Dex? Okay. Okay, I'll see you over there. Oh, Greg, Greg Joseph. All right, it's time for a, a pie chart of praise coming up here momentarily. The knows how you feel about pie. After we shout out our good friends, the title sponsor of Purple Daily here, Quick Trip, Judd Zolgad. Look at that beautiful hat right there. Look at this hat. Look brand. at this cup. It, the it is their uh, signature Karuba coffee, which, of course, uh, Sports Dad here loves his coffee, and Karuba coffee is outstanding. And let me tell you today about Quick Trip and what is going on there, because I've been talking for about a week now about all of the chicken options. And don't forget, on special every Monday, a roasted whole chicken prepared fresh daily. It's great for meal prep or a very easy Dinner as well. You've got fried chicken bone in, eight piece special every Wednesday. Chicken tenders, hand breaded, three or eight piece. These things are jumbo. Perfect, uh, again, for a quick, easy lunch or dinner prepared fresh daily. Chicken sandwiches, boneless wings. Everything you need is at Quick Trip. So make sure that you check them out. And of course, we appreciate them being a title sponsor on Purple Daily. Cheers, Quick Trip. Yes. Our friends at Underdog, too, are making it even more fun than it already is to watch football on the weekends, Dex. Yeah, my guy Benja B on Twitter sent me this little winning slip. You'll notice there's, there's like a little chili icon next to those higher touchdown percentages. So sometimes mm-hmm. Underdog Fantasy will give you a little bit of bonus. So Jordan Addison, Jalen Waddle said, hey, if you actually take some of those, we'll multiply your payout even more. So a $30 mm-hmm. slip for my guy Benja B, which would usually net you about a 90 because it's times three, this actually nets this guy 168 bucks because he ends up getting a wow. nice little slip with Jalen Waddle and Jordan Addison touchdowns from our friends at Underdog Fantasy with those pick'em slips. The best and easiest way to play fantasy sports. If you want to join, use promo code SCORE, S-K-O-R. They'll give you a mystery pick'em special plus a $100 deposit match. Go download the Underdog Fantasy app and send us those slips. Also, a shout out to our friends over at Summit Orthopedics. So, you know, maybe you're dealing with a back problem or a knee problem or maybe maybe a hamstring. I don't know. Depends. But uh, if you're dealing with any type of pain, Summit Orthopedics is here for you. No referrals needed. They offer same-day appointments. If you're really hurting, they also offer orthopedic uh, urgent care seven days a week starting at 8 a.m., 25 locations in the Twin Cities and across Minnesota. Learn more at summitortho.com. That's summitortho.com. The Rock knows how you feel about pie. All right, it is time for a pie chart of praise Mm because the Vikings won the game yesterday. Mm -hmm. So Chef Dex has been cooking up a pie chart of praise. I know it feels like they lost, but this is a pie chart of praise here. Very interesting pie, pie. Uh, because I had to help my boy, my buddy Vinny was I. We were trying to put together the piece of pie, and we, you know, Vinny, should this guy get a slice of pie? And he sniffs it and goes, "No, nope, can't have that in the pie." So I said, "Okay, fine." I come up with this piece of pie, and there are five pieces, five slices of pie in this pie chart of praise. You'll notice a theme, I believe, in this pie chart of praise. Uh, maybe the outlier, which the which is in this first piece of pie. First piece, 10% to Greg Joseph, the kicker, who I said helped the Vikings win the game. You should be thankful for him. He gets 10%. Nails a couple big kicks to put you up. Uh, Windy, it's hard place to kick. He still nails two 50-yard field goals. Greg Joseph deserves a slice of pie here. He gets the first slice, and it's just 10%, but he deserves a slice of pie. So 10% to the kicker, Greg Joseph. Okay, yeah. That's fine. Totally fine with, mm-hmm. with Declan's ridiculous love for 
a very mediocre kicker, mm-hmm. but he made a couple kicks in a tough stadium to set the tone for the Vikings. Okay, 10%. Uh, second piece of pie. Maybe you could argue that this should be higher. We played a clip from Kevin O'Connell off the top praising this guy because he did have a very good game, but I, I can't give him the biggest slice of pie necessarily, but 15% to Jordan Hicks. Now, on paper, a very good game. Ten tackles, uh, the fumble recovery, the interception, touchdown, pass deflection. He had a very good game, stat-stuffing game. And he's had, honestly, a resurgent year after kind of a meh uh, first year with the Vikings. He played very well. He deserves, obviously, a chunk of pie. But I have a hard time giving him a bigger chunk of pie than the rest of people on this uh, pie chart of praise. So 15% to the linebacker, Jordan Hicks. Who also deserves a real chance now to be set free to go to go to a team <laughs> where he can win. Jordan Hicks is like like this is probably the last like really solid year for Jordan Hicks and it's going to be a shame. I I think he deserves a chance, an opportunity. Everything about this year is an opportunity. Opportunity. He we just banned the word tank. Yeah, no on you're not ta- no, You've no. not heard the word No, I'm saying the only time we right. use the word tank is to tell the audience we've banned the word tank. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. But, I mean, do you not think that Jordan Hicks, like, this guy is giving his all. He's actually playing really well. I give him a ton of credit. And to stifle him, to take him away from the opportunity to hold a Lombardi trophy on that stage, hoist it up there. This is a great chance for Jordan Hicks, who might get you back. Do you think maybe a fourth-round pick now? I mean, he's playing pretty damn well. It's. It, it, I say probably fifth, but I would take any capital for guys that aren't re-signing with the Vikings next year. Yeah. yeah. So fourth like or it. fifth, whatever it is. Uh, the one thing I did notice in that post-game speech of Kevin O'Connell's was two things. One, he paces a lot, and it, it makes me feel anxious that he paces. So I like the pacing. Wish he would just like stand in one place. Mm. I like the pacing. Todd, I like the moving. <laughs> It's a little. It's a little does, huh, I've never little, thought about it. He does. He does pace. It's, I, it's very. It's very quick. Like it is. He's moving very fast. Yeah. He's, oh yeah. He's, he's going. It's, it'd be one thing if he's like you know doing a little bit of a shuffle and here and there. No, no. This is a left to right. Like yes, going all over the place. I think we would see O'Connell as being far more, um, far more twitchy if we didn't have PJ in town. Like O'Connell's very enthusiastic. And, he's a diet version. He's a diet version. Yeah, right. But, PJ, but yeah. like if he was like if if the Gophers had an older coach and O'Connell had come in to replace Zim and we saw his quote unquote act, I think that we we would see him as being far more twitchy than we do because PJ is just so off the charts. So if Tracy Clays was still coaching the Gophers, right. we'd have a lot different opinion on <laughs> yes. Kevin O'Connell's mannerisms. Well put. But, but the other thing that was obvious in that three minute clip that they posted of the locker room speech on the Vikings uh, platforms is that he hasn't lost it doesn't look like anyways the attention of that locker room when he's given out those game balls those guys are like dialed in they're it's it's he, they're going in for hugs with him and stuff mm-hmm. Jordan Hicks and you know Byron Murphy so <laughs> I could see how it would be really hard to get Kevin O'Connell to agree that, yeah, we got to trade Jordan Hicks. How about the Byron Murphy yes. where he gives him a game ball and he's like, well, but, he fumbled the ball, yeah. but he got it yeah. back. <laughs> but then yeah, he's also like, this is finally, you're yeah. seeing why we yeah. signed this guy. Well, and I think Make he don't fumble next time. He daps up everyone but Byron. Like he, he dapped up Jordan Hicks. He dapped up to Neil Hunter. All the shout outs he's given, he's like going around to give him actual like daps. He just throws the ball at Byron Murphy. He you know what he should have done? He should have given Byron the ball and then turn around and then come back and slap it out of his hand. <laughs> the little stick he's got. Oh, he's God. just poking it out. Bumble! The Rock knows. All right, slice number three. All right, slice number three. 20% another individual player here. Daniil Hunter. Daniil Hunter, a massive game. Starts the game out with a big old sack on Justin Fields. Seven tackles, two sacks, two quarterback hits, two tackles for a loss, a pass deflection as well. Daniil's having a great year. And last year, he still had a very good year on paper, but it was obvious he was being utilized poorly in the Donatel system. I mean, Daniil Hunter's back. It's actually kind of a shame that he lost all of 2020 and only played half of 2021 because... You could clearly yeah. see why he was on a case for probably a, um, a spot at, in Canton, and maybe he can still get there for sure. But those two years probably robbed him a little bit of getting as solidifying his case. But, man, he's a monster in this Flores defense. He was causing havoc all over the dang place. So 20% to Daniil Hunter. Mm-hmm. Yep, he's on pace for a career high, and he's leading the league in sacks right now with eight. His career high is 14 and a half. So 
you know, if he if he stays on this pace, he's going to flirt with 20 sacks, right? So 12, actually more than that. He'd be over 20 sacks at this pace. So, but it's probably not going to be a Viking next year, right? He's a free agent. It's, it's well, I know it's thing. hard to hear as a Vikings fan, but like that dude can get you a first round pick in a trade. He's 29 years old. I feel like if he's, if you're not going to trade him, I feel like in his case, then then sign him to an extension before the deadline. Like I don't want to take him to March and then be like, oh, we lost him. How unfortunate, right? So yeah, and, and at his age, you know, yeah, he's been great, but at his age and and his deck said, uh, basically for two separate injuries, having sat out a season and a half. I mean, there is a pretty compelling case to cash in here again, an opportunity to cash in. Yeah, I mean he's the rock he'd almost be feel about pie. he'd also be foolish to not go hit the open market because he's been looking for that payday his whole football life. So it, mm-hmm. it works for both sides. Okay, mm-hmm. so slice number four. Yep, two slices left. Slice number four. Let's give it twenty five percent to Brian Flores, who cooked up a really good stew here. I know the individual players and in Jordan Hicks, Neil Hunter. Hey, you can throw in Brian Murphy, I guess, in there. Even though Kevin O'Connell threw the backhanded compliment at him. Uh, I thought Flores in general threw out a very good game plan against uh, the Bears offense, which had Justin Fields get injured and they had to bring in a backup quarterback. But regardless, five sacks, they just let 141 net passing yards, 3.9 passing yards per play. It's not a very good offense, but it was an offense that was coming off two games where they scored a boatload of points. They put a lot of pressure into the quarterback's face. Flores in general, I think, has done a very good job, even with a very interesting case of personnel that is limiting him. He's still making some really good chicken salad out of chicken bleep, and I think Brian Flores deserves a ton of credit. So 25% to the Vikings defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's done a great job. Yep, I think uh, it's just, obviously like anyone could have called this going into the game, but he executed it. You've got mm-hmm. quarterbacks, the starter, and then the Division two backup that aren't great at processing defenses. First drive of the game, it might have been the first passing play of the game and a free runner comes off the edge to sack Justin Fields because he doesn't know what he's looking at it's complicated for a veteran to dissect this defense Mm -hmm. and I mean how many times has Boone sat with us this season looking at some of those defensive plays the Vikings run or other teams running similar schemes and like even if you're a 35 year old veteran it's hard to figure out who's coming who's going how do you adjust the protection if you're a center who had struggles yesterday for the Bears so he he flustered everybody he seems to be Flores, that is, making the most of what he has. Um, I will say this, though. We have seen now, and and again, this is why you are not a contender. We have seen now um, the run defense, okay? Jonathan Bullard actually has played well. Like, he has been the one guy who, when he's in the middle of the line, can help you stop the the run. But there was a play, I think it was a, a second or third and long, perhaps, for the Bears in the second half on Sunday where Bullard came out and they went right back and they and I think they gained like eight yards. So like this again, you have to find better interior players. And I am sorry, have you guys seen Dean Lowry make a play yet? Uh, yes. Well, last week he made a play. Okay, thank you. They like showed him on camera last week. Okay, didn't thank play. you. Actually, didn't he? Have, That's like, right. You're right. You're right. You're right. After being like the worst graded defensive player the first four weeks, I think last week he popped up as like the second best player for the Vikings okay. on defense. But I just don't. I don't know what he does well consistently. What would you say? If anything, you do what here. Would you? But I mean, Flores. You do. Flores here. ain't gonna say this, but he privately has to be like, "Damn, can any you jump know? to conclusions, Matt?" It has different. I'm a people person. You can jump. Why can't people say that? I'm a run tag. I'm a run stopper. <laughs> I'm a better, better leader. All right. And I think we have 30% for the last chunk here. Yep. Last chunk of pie, 30%. Just give 30% to the Chicago Bears for being the Bears. <laughs> that's that's where I'm wow. at here. I, I had wow. a very, as I said off the jump, I had a very tough time with this pie chart of Boy. praise. I could not give a single slice to anyone on offense. Not a single, <laughs> no, not a soul deserved a slice of pie in this pie chart of praise. Uh, so I, and at, with this big chunk that I had left, I just decided, you know what? Let's give the biggest chunk to the Chicago Bears being the Chicago Bears. I know it's a little backhanded. I understand you still uh, have to beat the other team, but God, the Bears are just, they're a mess, dude. 
So I'm going to give 30% the Bears are who to the we Bears. thought they were. Mm-hmm. The Bears, Bears are going to The Bears are going to have perhaps the top 2 picks in the entire draft, gentlemen. Mm-hmm. It's tracking that way. And they're going to have a new quarterback. Yeah. So would they can they trade fields then? Would somebody somebody would trade like a well, yeah, yeah. fourth oh, or fifth round most pick definitely. for fields? Yeah. yeah. And then you get Caleb Williams and then you get Marvin Harrison Jr. Probably. probably, and now you and now you'd have your rookie quarterback with DJ Moore, Marvin Harrison Jr., Mooney. Does Saturday? Do you think Saturday's um, USC game against your Phil Fighting Irish? Do you think that that's going to change opinions of Caleb much? Not yet, because he has the rest of the the schedule to play out. Like, and it is tough. He, he's going to run into some some other teams that are tough, and if that's his only blip, guys have blips. That's what I was going to say. Resumes. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's a tough place to play, whatever. It's Notre Dame. Um, now, Drake May against Miami in a big test Lit it up. was excellent. I don't know if it was enough to, like, jump over Caleb. but And then there's, you know, four or five other really interesting quarterbacks to keep an eye on, too, if you're the Bears or any other team that might be looking for a quarterback in the draft. The Rock knows so how there's you feel about pie. Declan's pie chart. You want to run through that real quick there again? Yes. Joseph? Five chunks of pie, 10% to Greg Joseph. 15% to Jordan Hicks, 20% to Neil Hunter, 25% to Brian Flores, and 30% to the Chicago Bears being the Chicago Bears. Mm. Yeah. Uh, okay, we've come to the nitpicks portion. Which is of, which is hilariously funny since the whole show has been basically nitpicks yeah. about that win. So it's, just, so it's just like more nitpicks, I guess, mm-hmm. presented by our friends at Surly Brewing Company. The oh, Before I Die Lager has been... Taking the Twin Cities and beyond by storm here. Right there, Surly. Uh, yes, before I, I die, this does not seem to be, unfortunately, the year that the Vikings are going to deliver on the promise of someday a Super Bowl before we die and before I die. But you know what? At least Surly still stays on point. The mission remains clear. The can remains awesome. Before I, I die, from Surly, uh, absolutely a great session beer, absolutely a great beer to drink uh, during the game. A- as you enjoy the game, or in the case yesterday, you just keep going to the fridge and drinking more before I die because the game's so bad. Uh, before I die, outstanding. Furious, outstanding. Logic bomb. I could go through several, but you know what? If you're going to enjoy a Surly, Tweet us your cans. Show us your X us your cans, I guess. I, it makes no sense. Tweet us your cans at J Zolgad, Z-U-L-G-A-D, on Twitter. We, of course, always want to see what surly beer you are sipping on. Yeah, send us your uh, cans via an X post. Uh, it, do, it still doesn't. It just, tw- you can't verb Twitter it. was so you perfect. Yeah. You can't verb it. Uh, face-to-face and eye-to-eye. It's one of the many things that makes Federated Insurance stand out in the business insurance industry their value added customer service combined with risk management resources is key to providing the right coverage to help fit your company's needs if you are a business owner especially if you're a next generation business owner taking over a family business whatever it may be federated insurance is here to help you all under one roof marketers underwriters risk management personnel claims professionals federatedinsurance.com has it all federated where it's our business to protect yours. Okay, boys, time for some some more nitpicks, I guess. When the Vikings win, we give you nitpicks to keep it balanced. When they lose, we give you silver linings. Um, can I, I'll, I'll start you guys off with this one. I feel like the last two years, I've tried to come on here and be like, just a little bit careful about not dumping on Kirk Cousins too much. Because he's generally like the eight fourth quarter comebacks last year. And like, he is a better quarterback than he was five years ago. But I I just can't hold some of this stuff in from yesterday. Once again yesterday, Kirk Cousins, as he has proven throughout his entire career, is incapable of just stomping out a bad opponent. If this was Mortal Kombat, Kirk Cousins' finishing move would be three and out. Like, every time they have a chance against a bad Bears team, a bad Panthers team, whatever it may be, it's always somebody else's fault, too. It's never like... It's never his fault. We got to look at all the side dishes all the time. He just has no ability to take a two-touchdown lead, make it a four-touchdown lead, bring the backup in for the fourth quarter, right? 
So I was curious, like, is this just my own like narrative that I'm making up here? Do I just think this is what I see in the six years of Cousins as Vikings quarterback? So in Cousins Vikings career, the Vikings only have seven blowout wins of three scores or more. The last one was four years ago in December of 2019. So only seven of them since he took over six years ago. Jared Goff has double that. 14 over that stretch. Mm -hmm. Josh Allen has 23 over that stretch. The 49ers have 25 over that six-year stretch. Joe Burrow has nine in the last two years. And Deshaun Watson, who missed two seasons for being a creep, has the same amount as Kirk Cousins. And by the way, I think started a year after. So, dude, like, one time. One time. I don't want to hear about excuses. I don't want to hear about this, that, the other. You're playing a bad Bears team. They're putting in a Division two rookie backup quarterback in the second half. Put the game away, man. Just go stomp on somebody. Go put up 30 points against a bad defense and just end all doubt. And he just, time after time, is incapable. He doesn't have it in his bloodstream to do that to an opponent. He goes into, oh, I don't want to lose what we've got mode. So that was my biggest nitpick, dude. Go stick a freaking, you know, bayonet in somebody and end this game. Sounds very harsh of Kirk. Kirk doesn't like that idea. A fo- football bayonet, you know. Oh, but even that. Uh, so I, I'm going to stay on the same side of the football, but I'm going to spread some nitpicky blame out here on a stat that I don't feel like it probably got enough play. And obviously, if the Vikings had lost, it probably gets more play. But the Vikings' third down efficiency against the Chicago Bears on Sunday was 15.4%. And it ain't a small sample size, as the kids like to say. They were 2 for 13 on third down against the Chicago Bears. That is on a lot of people, including Kirk Cousins, including Kevin O'Connell. Um, 2 of 13. So you basically went into Soldier Field. And you somehow, when it came to your third downs, turn back the clock to the 1985-46 Gary Fensick, Buddy Ryan, Bears all-time great defense and won a Super Bowl. Um, I don't feel, I, like, it got talked about a little bit, I heard, but I didn't hear much about this. But I just want you to digest against a Bears team that is awful, they're atrocious. You only converted two times on third down in 13 chances. And if you look at the second half, you guys, the second half, offensive futility is off the charts. Dude, zero passing first downs, only two overall first downs yeah. in the second half, one of them being on, like, the last but I mean, drive of the game. You know, I, I know that you're down on Kirk today, and I'm fine with that, but, I mean, to me, you know, come on, Kevin O'Connell, you're an offensive-minded coach. You're going against a terrible, terrible team, and – this is what you do in the second half of a game where, quite frankly, you should have come out and just hammered the ever-loving snot out of them. Yeah, 12. So the Bears had 18 first downs. The Vikings had 12 first downs. Yeah. Like, overall first downs. And the Vikings had 12 first downs in the entire game. You know, walk out of there with a 21-point win. Incapable. Well, yeah. Incapable. But, but I, I am... I am concerned that the head coach, one, did did the old song and dance about Kirk played well, blah, blah, blah. Like, he should have gotten up there. And you could tell, if you go back and watch his postgame presser, his voice basically sounds like, oh, boy, we damn near lost that game. So, like, he knows. He's not a dumb guy, as as we discussed. This is not a dumb person. He's not a delusional dude. Uh, But, you know, to get up there and talk about, well, you know, drop passes and Kirk did this. No, your whole offense sucked. Like this was in this was an inexcusable showing, and I know that you won, but that was a really the last two weeks have really, for very different reasons, you guys have really disturbed me from a Kevin O'Connell standpoint. Well, the the biggest one we we talked about this for a while on Ventline yesterday, but it's worth repeating again, and maybe this is a deeper conversation for like the Tuesday show in terms of the target and touches distribution. So who are they trying to get the ball to with targets and with handoffs? Alexander Madison had 25, 25 targets and touches. 
the rest of the weapons combined had 24. Yeah. That can't be what they had in mind on Wednesday when they're drawing this up. Like, there's no way you, you put together a scheme and say, boy, you know, our starting running back who can't catch a pass to save his life and who has proven time and again that he's probably a small doses backup running back that we elevated too high. And we have Cam Akers now, so, like, we could easily just, like, give Cam Akers some more touches, right? Mm-hmm. Or, hell, Ty Chandler could get a couple touches once in a while. Mm-hmm. No, we're going to go with a 55% share of of the touches and targets for Alexander Madison and expect to be explosive on offense. I mean, I get, is that Kevin O'Connell? Is it, is it Kirk well, checking? Like, that seven passes to Madison is inexplicable to me. Yeah, the, the fact that they stuck with with Madison in the run game, like some weeks he's been pretty good and some weeks he's not. But, I mean, the thing, what I don't like is this. Yes, Justin Jefferson is out. Yes, it is. it hurts you. There's no question. He draws double teams. He's a great player. But all of that being said, you were playing the Bears. Like, if you were playing a top five defense, okay, I sort of get the, okay, we're sort of screwed here. It's not really ideal, but we're going to try and get by. But if at any point you said, well, we're without Jefferson, ah, what are we going to (laughs) do? It's the Bears. It's the Bears. And I just, I just feel like the last two weeks, again, for very different reasons, are presenting some red flags about about the head coach that I guess I didn't truly expect them to be like this. Yeah. All right, Dex, what's your what's your last nitpick? Yeah, just just a putrid performance on offense. The third quarter, just they had two first downs in the in the second half of the game. Um, their offense was awful. They had pen, they were penalized complete five times. Like just the fact that they went into that game in the second half and they still had a chance to just basically milk this game and and run down a defense that's poor and for them to put up that type of offensive performance in the second half where you almost allowed a division two quarterback to complete an epic comeback and uh that's just unacceptable and for them to have that that taste in their mouth it's just yeah you won the game it's great like you haven't had many wins you've now had your second win of the season for them just not to go out there and just control the game and win this with ease i think was pretty shocking and a little bit of concern for sure so all right there's a an uplifting victory monday here a little vic- victory monday um well thanks for hanging this was a therapy session for us i think usually we we are the therapists and you come into vent line and we are here with words of encouragement and wisdom i think you guys were that for us today on this uh, this live episode. If you haven't already, please click the subscribe button and the like button on the Purple Daily YouTube channel and on the audio side. It helps us out a lot when you give us a five-star rating and a positive review on Apple Podcasts. So thanks for hanging out with us on this Monday morning. We will have a Trenches episode either today or tomorrow as we are planning our schedules with Alex Boone. Um, and then be on the lookout for Purple Daily on Draft and the Before I Die podcast. So a barrage of Vikings content coming at you. It's now 49ers week. Let's go. 49ers <laughs> week. Get pumped up.